Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation on this, a special one part of a two part episode <laughs> as we uh, look at season five, episode 13. And uh, today uh, we're going to talk about that episode. It's going to be super fun. My name is Jason. I'm joined by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, man, it is going so well. Thanks for asking. Um, You're welcome. I, I uh, have been out of town, but now I'm back in town. And welcome. Thank you. I love I love town. Um, Anything change while you were gone? Uh, no. Okay. I wasn't gone long enough for significant change. Um, but, uh, you know, I went to Idaho for a couple of days for a conference. And uh, Coeur d'Alene is beautiful. And that's really all I know about Idaho. Okay. I don't think I've ever spent more than more than like a couple hours in Idaho outside of Coeur d'Alene. Uh, so, yeah. Anybody listening from Idaho? What's happening? What should I do there <laughs> if I go back? Notice that we made zero comments about potatoes. Right. Because what I learned on my way is as, a, as you're going through Vantage, there's a a sign there that says Vantage, the county that that's in is whatever county it is, Grant, I don't know, uh, is the largest potato producing county in the country. Not even Idaho has the largest potato producing county in the country. So I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to let Idaho claim something that uh, that's just small potatoes, if you will. Wow. I think I think this podcast is now over for today. Like I I think we should just take that fact and just really really uh marinate on it. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know how you're going to add to this conversation. How much more can we do? Well, you know, I, today, I don't know. I mean, today, a shorter episode would be great because today's a half day and oh as my we have word, already on this amazing podcast when half days happen um it's why why did we even wake our kids up today it's true <laughs> well this is a to be continued episode anyway so it can right. be right it's a two-parter yeah it is and well, as i was watching it i was like there's more going on here like oh man how are we going to cram all this into one half yeah. day edition of parks and conversation <laughs> <laughs> and and i said you know what the first thing we should do is just talk about potatoes you're right <laughs> Stay focused. Talk about potatoes. We'll all, it'll all work out. So when that to be continued sign came up at the end, I was like, oh, yeah, good. There's a stop. This is great. Extra time uh, for potato talk. Yeah. Now we don't have to rush through potato talk. Uh, so I'm, gl I'm glad we script this out. And I'm really I'm glad we write this. <laughs> uh, that was the potato segment. What, all right. This episode. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. We haven't talked about the weather yet. <laughs> is. <laughs> It's raining. This episode is awesome. I love this episode and the whole this this two part arc. This deserved this deserved two episodes. It's so great. This is some yes. fantastic writing, fantastic character stuff, development, mm -hmm. and all of it. It's it's fantastic. What do you think? What do you think about this? Even as I, a, a half episode, I loved this half episode. Yeah, and I remember that. I I, I feel like it was one whole episode when it yes. aired. Yes. Like it was a special 45 minute episode. Am I crazy? I don't think you are. Okay. So, um, so as it was airing, I really was thinking like, oh, this is when Ron punches jam. Like right. all this is supposed to happen today. Spoilers. Well, 
I'm assuming that people who care enough about this podcast to download it <laughs> have already watched Parks and Rec. <laughs> and this is just another friend along for the carpool of rewatching. Um, but uh, yeah, so the, I was like, how are they going to get all this happening? Um, so it's like everything's going to get set up and then we're going to have to deal with consequences next week, uh, which is cool. I like it's fine. Yeah, but there's just, so much uh, funny stuff in this one. Right. So Correspondence uh, Lunch is the next episode, and it also aired on February 21st. So this uh, Leslie and Ben, the episode that we're talking about right now, aired on February 21st. So, yeah, it was a, it was aired on the same day. Excellent. Good research. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really um, clicked those buttons. You did. Good. Well, let's let's what's happening in this episode, Jeremy? Give us a give us an overview. Oh, man. Well. Let's see here. The Pawnee's Commons, uh, I don't know, whatever their their group is called, are getting together to figure out whether they're going to, uh, they're listening to Jam and Leslie's uh, presentations. Mm -hmm. And Leslie has an awesome one. And mm -hmm. Jam has a, well, it was a pretty awesome one too, and just in a different way. And so Leslie is being told that even though hers is better, she doesn't have enough money. So she needs to get some money and then she can have her park. So she's going to organize some a fundraiser of sorts. And uh, hilarity ensues. Meanwhile, Andy is taking his test for to for to be man of police, <laughs> and uh, we we see how that works out for him, like like me talking words. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much the overview of this episode. Excellent, excellent job. How, how did I do? So good because you usually do this for three hundred three hundred some episodes. <laughs> so just throw that at me and uh, see how it goes. Yeah. Well, it was great. I really just wanted you to have a good long while where I could get your levels later when I edit it. <laughs> so, Thank you. Thank um, you. Siblings. Siblings. Because <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, um, last week we overcame great technical challenges. And as I was doing that, I was like, it would be a lot easier if I let Jeremy talk more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so this episode, yeah, it, it is really about getting to this fundraiser to raise money for Pawnee Commons. Um, yeah, and there's two plot lines, mate, really. Shh, shh, it's my turn now. Um, there's two plot lines <laughs> and one. <laughs> That's excellent. I already said them. No, I'm joking. Go ahead. So let's just talk about the two plot lines. But in those plot lines, like the, the, the fundraising plot line has so much stuff happening mm -hmm. and it's all happening at the same time. So like I was trying to figure out as I was watching, I was like, how do we break this up and talk about it? Um, and really, we just kind of have to like go through the whole thing. Right. I mean, I don't know how to isolate things without because they, they trigger each other. They do. But you've done a good job of isolating them with color on well, your on your spreadsheet. So, yeah, well, I I've isolated that. two things because <laughs> the Andy plot line is actually quite short. It is it's very funny. It's very um, funny. <laughs> Uh, and so let's, why don't we start with that? And then we'll go into the Leslie, uh, plot line. I'm for it. Okay. So Andy, as we have been noting over the last several episodes is trying to become a police officer. Um, and so he is now at the point where he's going to take the police officer's exam, uh, which is uh, a big deal and, uh, he's nervous, but I love how, <laughs> uh, he is nervous about the written exam and the personality evaluation, but he feels like he's going to nail it because people always say, but he's got a great personality. 
It's the but. It's the but. but. <laughs> He's got a great personality. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So he's leaning into like his charm and his his personality, but uh, that's we'll see. That's not really going to do the job for him. And so, yeah, I, April's with him as he's waiting, and so he's asking for you know run some quiz with him, and he's like, "All right, what does a three fifty three thirty five forty two mean?" And and he says, "Assault and battery." The way I remember that is I picture thirty five. Uh, salt shakers <laughs> and 42 batteries. Uh, and he was like, awesome, great. So then asked what's the code for arson and he says 533. And how does he remember that? Picturing 50, 533 salt shakers and batteries lighting a building on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So those uh, memory devices, you know, those are important. Um, and I, I know I, we didn't prep this listener. I'm surprised. I mean, I'd be surprised if you thought we did, but uh, Jeremy, what are your uh, go-to memory devices? Like say you need to remember somebody's name or a phone number. What do you do? Yeah, I don't, I don't really have any super go-to mnemonic devices, but one thing that I've tried to do more and more is to just repeat people's names because I'm really bad with names because I'm just trying to like survive the social encounter in the moment. Um, so I just repeat, I just look at them and repeat their name. Like, I don't have one of those cool, like, oh, that this is Pete. Pete looks like a pickle. It's pickle Pete. And then just remember him as pickle Pete from then on. Um, I just look at them and go, Pete, Pete, Pete. And then, but sometimes I say it out loud and then it gets really weird. So what, how about you? Do you? Well, yeah. Well, Jeff, I think uh, one of the things that's really hard is um, also remembering people's names. Um <laughs> I also I will look to say when I meet somebody to say their name like three times before we end the conversation. Um, and that doesn't help. <laughs> it probably makes them f- think that you're either a weirdo or super nice. Wow, this really guy, this guy really yeah. uh, saying my name. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, are very gracious with remembering names in particular. And because everybody's bad at it. Yeah. And I just, so, uh, I started just telling, like, when I forget their names, it's, it's easier than just going around and doing the whole Jim Halpert, like, Hey, sport, you know, like that right. kind of thing. So I just say, if, if it's been a while and someone's like, will you, especially if it's the second time say, Hey, it, my bad. Um, I'm ter- what, what was, can you remind me your name please? And then yeah. once I do that, it's, it's usually sinks in. Yeah. The worst though, is when you say, can you remind me of your name? And they say, we've never met. <laughs> <laughs> There you Which go, have- people. Just start walking around saying, we remind me of your name. We went to different high schools together, didn't we? We went to different high schools together. <laughs> yeah. Um, that happens to me all the time, though, because I, uh, in my job, I meet a lot of people. And so I constantly am saying, can you remind me of your name? And I'm like, never met you. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> One time I was like, oh, you look like somebody I know then. <laughs> and they're like, okay, what am I supposed to do with that information? <laughs> I guess I just have one of those faces. I guess I'm just, you know, beige face. Yeah, I blend into a beige wall. You you remind me of a hotel hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which one, but I've been, I've seen a bunch of hotels. So um, I was, often I get really dizzy in hotel hallways because the carpet and the like, the wainscoting and like the patterns and stuff. I get really dizzy if it's too repetitive. The hotel uh-huh. I was at this last week was not repetitive at all. And I was like, this this is why this is a nice hotel. I can walk straight down this hallway without thinking the like April or not April Leslie when she had the Leslie, flu. Right. <laughs> it's like the yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So Andy is using salt shakers and batteries to help him remember all these things. Um, and so listener, what are your 
uh, email or not your email. What are your memory devices? I'd love to hear that. Um, maybe something that you share with us could help other people. So send us an email to parks and conversation at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Also tell your friends about this show and um, whether you like it or not, so just tell them. So uh, don't, don't forget to do that. Like make set a reminder or use your mnemonic device for that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you need to talk to uh, your phone, the, the woman who's trapped in your phone, I don't, I don't want to say the name so that she doesn't start talking to you now. Just call out her name and say, remind me to tell people about this show. And then uh, your, your phone will probably say, are you sure? <laughs> and, and then you, you reinforce it by saying, yeah, you're not the boss of me. And then she says, turn left into the lake. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And you go right in. Anyway, uh, so Andy hey, goes in. Hey, hey Alexa, <laughs> play, play Parks and Rec. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't do that, Dave. <laughs> Open the bay doors. Um, so Andy goes in to take the test. And uh, we get to see him doing the personality test. Um, and uh, to see if they have, he has the right profile. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, Su- super fast in the last scene because yeah. we had that little hiccup there. Um, uh, April gives Andy a present of a rabbit. Oh, right. it's a, it's, yes. She goes, I found a dead rabbit on the side of the road and I cut off its feet and made it into a lucky charm, but it's the rest of the rabbit instead <laughs> yeah. of the lucky instead of the feet. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. I just love his reaction. It's like, oh, you're so creepy. I love you. Yeah, they're made for each other. Yeah. They're just the best. So, um, so yeah, so he goes in to take the test and, um, the officer who we've seen before is giving, um, like the questions to calibrate the test. And he starts with, it's a lie detector test essentially. And it says, is your name Andy? <laughs> Andy responds, I don't know how to answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody calls me Andy, but I'm, my full name is Andrew, I think. So, right. I think n- no. <laughs> Uh, and then the next question is high school age child asked to hold your service revolver. What do you do? And he says, I give it to him. <laughs> when I was a cop, I always wanted to hold a cop's gun and, uh, I want to make that dream come true for another kid. And that's what being a cop's all about. <laughs> and the officer is just shaking his head. <laughs> and then, yeah, cops, cops are basically just mini make a wish foundations, just patrolling yeah. the countryside. Man, I get so nervous. Like you go to Starbucks and you've got like four cops in there on break. I get so <laughs> nervous that um, I'm not making it like a, a, a derogatory thing sure. about no, no, cops no, on no. break or donuts or anything. If you right. listener, you did that. <laughs> I didn't oh, wow. do that. You did that. <laughs> um, but they're just on break. And I get so nervous that some some knucklehead is going to come up and, and try to take their gun. Like, I'll, oh, that's I'll what you get nervous about. Way. Yeah, not that I'm doing anything wrong because I'm not doing anything wrong. No, I know, but I get nervous about that. I'm like, well, what if I get arrested? I'm like, for what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you didn't sc- screw back on the the half and half lid thing to keep it cool. And you're gonna get me for those mattress tags. I knew it. I oh, knew yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, speaking of tags, I know we are super focused today, mm-hmm. but I've been buying new shirts lately. Not oh, to congrats. brag. Congratulations. But, but the like the care tag on the side is really long now. Because mm-hmm. it, it has a lot of a lot of care. Right. A lot of instructions on how to iron this t-shirt. Have you and there's a little line that has I'm looking at it right now. There's a little line that has like <laughs> that's, the, how, that's how long it is. It just <laughs> hangs out the bottom of your shirt. <laughs> yes, it's, I, it's not even hard. It's like a scroll, it's like an ancient scroll. You just un- yeah. unwrap. Consult the care tomes and <laughs> Do you ever cut those off? Never. I, no. I know I can. I know it says I'm allowed, 
in this situation. There's a little scissors there. I have never cut it off. No, the ones like every once in a while, I'll, I'll get them like in a t-shirt or something. And then because it's there, they could be scratchy. So then I'll, yeah. I will. But no, in okay. general, in general, general no. you're OK. All right. OK, that's another thing to be nervous about when I see the, the officers, though. Um, someone's going to try to grab their gun. They're going to be mad that I cut the scissor, the thing off. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so Andy is uh, not doing great so far in the test, just like we are not doing great so far being focused on this episode. So then um, then the, the last one is uh, <laughs> get pulled over for speeding. You find out it's your father. How do you handle the situation? And Andy's like, oh, <laughs> like, well, first I would be like, dad. You're alive. (laughs) (laughs) The look on the cop's face is just seriously. How do you not get what's going on here? Yeah. Andy has no sense of hypothetical. It's like, no, really? Like, this is actually happening. Like, oh, my dad's dead. So um, you guys can do that. Yeah. But, But here's one of the questions that I have as well. Like. How how much of Andy's personality is because he didn't have a father to set him straight? <laughs> to say, no, you can't do that, Andy. Like, when did his dad die? Like, that's like what part of his development did he um, did like his I mean, his when he was playing baseball, because he also asked his dad, do you know where my catcher's mitt is? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, like he was a young kid and like maybe he just needed a uh, a focused adult male role model to help him to kind of say like, no, man, you got to you got to like focus on life and, you know. Learn what hypothetical means. <laughs> let's say let's let's just say that you're in a situation where you need to answer some questions. Yeah. Now, son, I'm about to die. I need you to know you're, there's an officer who might ask you a question someday about me being alive. I'm not. I don't know. Like something like that. Andy needed that in his life. So, yeah. Well, his dad was ego. So that's. Oh, right. That's right. Ego, the living planet. Yeah. So, yeah, that's important. Note. Um, all right. So should we stop here with Andy and his story and come back to it later? Yes. Because it comes back later. But yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. Okay. All right. So uh, let's go back then to the beginning because uh, Leslie is presenting to the planning commission um, and uh, about Pawnee Commons. uh, And her summary statement is that it would be Pawnee Commons would be dynamite. And dynamite stands for daring, youth friendly, natural, amazing, merry, inviting, tourist attraction y, and eco friendly. Um, and, uh, so the person is the, the leader of the planning commission is like, wow, that's great. Very thorough. So many acronyms. And then jams presentation is, uh, you know, I could, I want everybody to please be seated. Let the record show that there was a standing ovation <laughs> and was like, no, there wasn't history. will decide. Um, and so, <laughs> which is now anytime where I may have some kind of, uh, wrong opinion about how good a job I'm doing, I will just say. <laughs> History will decide. That's right. Mike, I'm going to build a desk this summer. It's going to be great. History, history will decide. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, Ron, uh, Jeremy, Ron, Jeremy is like, I could tell you all this stuff. I could do this whole presentation, but I want to sell this to Punch Burger and, uh, and we make money. They make money. They make burgers. We eat burgers. It's all wins for everybody. Presentation over. And then they wheel in the burgers. Uh, and they're eating it and the planning commission is like, 
are there curly fries? I love their curly fries. Um, <laughs> Those so, burgers looked amazing, by the way. Yeah. I just like they were huge and fantastic looking. I'll say, yeah. like oh, just man. like a, like an awesome roadside non-chain kind of place that you find. You're just like, yeah, I would have one of those half-pound burgers. Absolutely. Thank I you. I went, uh, Kathy and I, when we were in Idaho, we went to a place in Coeur called the Collective Kitchen. Best burger. I may have ever had in my life. It was so good. Collective kitchen. And uh, it was the, the burger was not called the greasy lard bomb, like the punch burger here, which looked amazing, but it was so, <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. So Jeremy is really leaning into uh, the, uh, the, the attraction to burgers and I get it. And Leslie asks the planning commission person like hey which way are you leading leaning and they said we're leaning towards jam your plan's better for the community but you don't have enough money so we can't approve an underfunded project um and so leslie is gonna have to figure out how to make that money and this is all happening before the credits leslie goes uh with tom and ben to register for wedding presents and uh tom leslie's upset but tom's gonna try to uh cheer her up by registering because, uh, you know, love fades away, but things, things are forever. <laughs> and, uh, and weird because that was part of our wedding, my Terry and I's wedding vows. So things are forever. Yeah. Let's get all the best stuff for better, or for worse, for all of this stuff forever. Yeah. Mm, that's so good. Um, and Ben is like, wow, that was really beautiful. <laughs> Did the Dalai Lama say that? <laughs> um, and, uh, and so Tom is like jumping in on the, the registering stuff and Leslie just it doesn't know, can't get off the $50,000. But then Ben has the great idea. Instead of registering for this stuff, let's register for the park. And and so they're instead of asking for wedding presents, they're going to do a black tie gala where people are going to, you know, raise money through silent auction and donations, all that stuff. Um, and they can put their name on things like parks, you know, like benches, cobblestones. Uh, Leslie also suggests trees, ants, air, put their name on it. Yeah. Um, and so that is possible. Yeah. And so th this is the uh, direction for the episode. And as they're leaving, you see Tom in one of those display beds, uh, <laughs> which I'm always tempted to get into. But they're also like only four feet long. <laughs> so like I won't fit. <laughs> it's, a Michael Scott, it's a Michael Scott bed. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. So. I love so I love what they did with the writing here because they they told us exactly what Leslie needs fifty thousand dollars it's clear cut like some of these some episodes it's it's kind of like you have to figure out some weird way to make things work but this this is all laid out right here and so it's in Leslie's hands she knows what she needs to do she has a time limit and she gets to go for it and I think that's one of the things that makes this episode really fun to watch to see all of the hurdles just to get to this clear cut goal. Um, and it, it gets jam out of the way, but then when he comes in, we know why and everything, you know, we know what, what he's doing and, and why he's doing it, but mm -hmm. she still has to overcome it, which is great. Yeah. So now it's time to make this happen. And we got come back from credits to a one week later title card. Um, and, uh, and she's like, y'all worked really hard, but we have so much stuff to do. Uh, so let's keep moving. Um, and so she sends Tom out to get vendors and he starts working with food puns. Um, and Leslie appreciates it, but she doesn't have time for it. Um, and, uh, then he's like, she, yeah, I, I just don't even want to get into the puns, but if I did it, I just, I would have, it would have saved more time. 
But anyway, whatever. Um, and so he takes off. And then um, as she's giving instructions to Donna and Jerry, Chris Traeger comes in in a police car, sirens blaring, just driving right up to them and, and yelling out, Leslie, we need you back at the command center right now. We have a class one emergency. And uh, and Jerry freaks out and just takes off because <laughs> Gail and the girls, he's worried about them. And he just starts running. Um, and so uh, and Leslie's like, what's the deal? And it's like, well, this is a drill. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun pretending it's real. And so um, this is the worst possible time to do one of these drills. But Leslie is the d- disaster preparedness czar for the city. Um, and they have failed every year. Um, and uh, the last report said, I need to read it um, because it's, I thought it was funny. Uh, every time it's so much as drizzles and punny, the town is in danger of collapsing into Thunderdome style <laughs> post-apocalyptic mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not set up for disasters. Um, so Leslie has to go and Ben and, um, and Anne and Donna and Ron are going to take over the rest of the stuff. Um, and now, Anne's now, like, J- Jason, teach us a little bit. What, what is a czar? Like what, a czar. what's it, what's the difference between like a czar and a person who is in charge of things? And it's like a manager or director. A, z- a czar is a Russian term for that. Okay. <laughs> that's it um so and she says it later on uh she calls herself that in the uh i am pani emergency czar in the right. very next scene so it's just a russian king basically okay well so, no that clears things up as to why they would call them that yeah so we also have drug czars sure you know um and it's not like they're in charge of drugs they're in charge of the war on drugs okay so they manage the as, band as russian warlords mm-hmm yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to get it all clear. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, so, uh, yeah. So as they're wrapping this up, uh, Anne's like, should someone tell Jerry? And he's running. And um, Don says he'll figure out eventually, but it pans to him as he's running down the street and he trips over the sidewalk and gets up back up and keeps running. Um, so that'll come in. Later, so go to Pawnee. It's in the council meeting is where the um, the headquarters is for this whole thing. And uh, um, we have Leonard uh, Chum Chumley. Is that how you say his name? No, Leonard Chlum, who is leading this um, dr- drill, and he's part of the the state's Department of Emergency Preparedness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so played by um, by Matt Walsh. Yes, and Matt Walsh and Leslie, uh, not Leslie Nope, uh, the actor who plays Leslie Nope, Amy Poehler, they were a part of the Upright Citizens Brigade together. Mm-hmm. And so um, they have a, uh, a lot of history working together. Um, and so Leslie says, this is, isn't a great time uh, today. This is a little inconvenient. And <laughs> Leonard's response is, you know, it's not a, it, the best time is when it is inconvenient for everybody. Uh, my mother is getting a colonoscopy today and I'm not sure someone's going to pick her up. So we're all making sacrifices. And he's like, well, I'm sorry to hear about that. And he's like, well, we're not that close. Leslie's response is, oh, good. <laughs> and, and Leonard like, looks at her like, what? <laughs> What's good here that we're not close? <laughs> um. So they all have to put on their volunteer victims, all these placards identifying them like with the first responders, sending people out. Everything is going uh, over to where they need to go. Um, and uh, they lock the door and all the people who are in, running the command center are locked in there until it's all over. 
Um, and um, so Leslie is frustrated because most important event ever, but she's locked away and she can't get out there. And so she has to trust that her people are going to do the job. Um, and, uh, and so they are just going to have to roll with it. And Leonard opens up to say, all right, everybody, we are uh, being hit with a strain of avian flu. And Leslie's excited because that one's an easy one. Um, and uh, she's got binders nope. for everything. Flus are so. super easy to get everybody on board to eradicate. Yes, yes. that's that is the case. So, um, so she's got a binder. Jam is uh, annoyed with her already, um, but the binder is called Mission <laughs> Imponeable Nope Protocol. Um, and inside <laughs> there is a DVD with all kinds of videos uh, for like you know those board games that have DVDs that or they used to. Did you ever play any of those? Yeah, there was wasn't there a, there was a clue version that came out. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of those, and you had to play the game, but then hit play at certain times with the chapters. Right. But yeah, I think uh, I think Parks and Rec had a episode with that, but it was a it was a CD, I think. Anyway, go on. Yeah, it was the murder. <laughs> it was the murder mystery one. Sorry, I'm just crossing it's, over. That's this. the Office. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, you said Parks and Rec. No, I know. I said that in my head. Okay. Yeah um so yeah so leslie it, this is basically leslie making that game yeah <laughs> um and so uh she has made all these dvds with news reports um where she <laughs> plays all the people um and so the first one is talking through all of the different medical issues um and uh yeah so it's all happening but while this is going on ben and donna are talking about chairs which they don't have any of and so um so Ben is like, well, you go get some chairs from somewhere. And Donna's response is great leadership. It's firing. <laughs> um, and then uh, Ben is like, all right, Leslie was going to go on TV on Pony today uh, with uh, Joan Calamezzo to promote the gala. And Ron's like, I'll do it. And Ben's response is no offense, but I don't think you're great on TV. And, and Ron just puts him right in his place. He's like I can speak in full sentences and I won't cry. <laughs> Fair enough. He's like totally. <laughs> you just got slapped. <laughs> and so Ron is going to go do that. So then we see Tom talking to a restaurant, uh, a chef, uh, and uh, asking for um, some donated food for the event. And the guy's like, "I don't care. I'm not going to. It doesn't make sense for my business to cater that for free." Um, and and he's like, "I also I don't care about Ponch Burger. If it was another French restaurant, then I'd worry about it." And so um, yeah, so. This is not going well for Tom, um, but it will reveal to Tom something that uh, instead of fancy and French restaurants, maybe he should go a different route. And we'll see that later. Um, so Leslie back in the in the command center and um, she calls animal control because the birds are the cause of the flu. Um, and so she uh, calls up Brett um, of Brett and Harris of animal control. <laughs> um, and she says, uh, his we, response. We, we've talked about this before, but Brett and Harris is, are are one of those. They're in the group of people like the tertiary characters, the the third wave characters that I think are just the. If there was one thing, I think Parks and Rec could have done more was to incorporate animal control just a bit more. Yeah, they Turn are up the they, animal control. I, I would watch the heck out of a spinoff of Animal Control. Yeah, um, I I I agree. Um, I was just watching the um, the one where we meet these animal control folks yeah. with the possum. <laughs> yeah. And 
<laughs> when like they talk to the manager and they're like, I need your best guys. He's like, oh, that'll be Brett and Harris, but they're not in right. And he looks back and like Harris as like, they're throwing footballs back and forth to each other. And uh, he looks and Harris like shakes his head and they're like, but they're not in. <laughs> and so uh, Tom's like, hey, Brett. Hey, man, how'd you know my name? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so here's Brett. And uh, Leslie's like, all right, we need to eradicate all the infected birds in town. And Brett he writes on his hand, kill all the birds. <laughs> the giant Sharpie. How much room does he have? Um, and was like, well, this is for the drill. And he's like, but I'm actually going to kill these birds for real. <laughs> no, just pretend. Right. <laughs> Come with a gun. <laughs> I should fill up a bathtub and just drown them one at a time. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, forget we ever talked. And was like, got it. Got Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> um, all right. So we also uh, find out that uh, there more and more people are getting infected. And one of them is Chris Traeger. And uh, he uh, has started to exhibit symptoms and um, it cuts to a talking head. And he's like, you know, a few months ago, the thought of an infectious disease would have sent me careening toward Bummerville. But I just threw my pen across the room. <laughs> I heard, I heard, we heard that. We heard that, Jason. <laughs> but now I'm infected with a killer virus, and I'm fine. And he's like, therapy. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah. So now Chris is sick, um, and it's because he rode the bus. And Chris is like, I don't ride the bus. <laughs> it's like Chris, hypotheticals here, man. Um, and so I use it as a windbreak on my bike. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, but Leonard just like, well, it doesn't matter. Prepare for the diarrhea, uh, which was what I was going to name this title. But then I was like, no, I don't, I don't need that. Um, well, yeah, because <laughs> it's a great title for a podcast. Prepare for the diarrhea. For yeah. the diarrhea. Just people Googling that. I got diarrhea. What do I do? Well, you, all you can do is prepare for it. Um, so. Uh, so Anne calls out like, well, who was supposed to deal with transit? Why are people riding in public transit when we have the bird flu is essentially the question. And it turns out that was Jeremy Jam. He's a saboteur. Saboteur. And so, uh, yeah. So Leslie's like, oh, man, um, <laughs> I should have had animal control kill you. <laughs> and Brett is still on the phone. <laughs> who do you want me to kill? <laughs> and I'll kill him as soon as I'm done with these birds. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Brett so much. Um, so then we cut to Ron at Pawnee today, and we see Joan, who um, is feeling a little under the weather, um, as she says she went on a booze cruise last week and just finished up an hour ago. <laughs> um, and then also, on a completely unrelated note, I have horrible allergies. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Ron's like, all right, well, I, I need to promote this event. And, uh, and Joe's like, don't worry about me. I'm a professional. Show must go on. And then she falls asleep. <laughs> so Ron is just like, uh, well, um, it seems like Joan's allergies are kicking in. My name is Ron Swanson. And I, there's an event at Pawnee Commons today. All proceeds will go towards building the park. It will be enjoyable. And then the producer's like, take a phone call. <laughs> so he's like, I will take your calls. And so the first one is, uh, who's the sexiest couple in history? Are Pats and K-Stu or Bieber and Ron just hangs up <laughs> and he, like zero emotion like yeah. just just like nope this isn't worth anybody's time and yeah. he's and he's correct i think he probably thought oh this is a person calling it from with a different language i don't know what they're saying <laughs> um 
And uh, yeah, so then cut back to Ben and uh, Donna still can't find any, and Ben and Leslie are on the phone. Um, and, you know, Leslie's like, Ron's on television. What's going on? Is like, don't worry, Donna also can't find any chairs. Um, and we don't know where Jerry is. <laughs> so um, and now the firemen are using the triage center for the emergency drill. There's so much going on. But then Leonard's like, all right, everybody panic as overloaded cell towers. So they have to lock up all their phones. Leslie's trying to like get Ben all the final things she needs to tell him and he needs to take all the phones. So now she's locked in and she can't communicate with Ben as he's planning the gala. But on the good news, Donna did find a chair. <laughs> she's got a lead on a second. <laughs> Keep me posted. Um, yeah. So cut back to Pawnee today. Ron is still um, there and he asked the producer, should you take her to lie down somewhere? And he just says, if she ever found out we took her off camera, we'd all be fired. <laughs> <laughs> so just keep taking calls. And so we have this this long run of uh, of Ron doing phone calls. Uh, and as he's doing the calls, uh, we see Joan keep moving around the set. <laughs> at one at one point, she's planking. Um, so uh, yeah, so Ron's like, I'm still taking calls. And somebody calls in, what's wrong with Joan? It's like, well, she has a bad hangover and she's pretending it's allergies. <laughs> Um, and then he gives a, a hangover cure. Um, and, uh, and then it's like, well, also, if you have any calls about the gala, I'd love to answer those or other interests, interests, woodworking, novels about tall ships, meat, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, and then cut back to the command center. Turns out Chris died of bird flu. He's Aww. dead. Um, and uh, again, it's feeling great because therapy. Uh, and so Leslie's like, how much longer is this going to take? Um, and the Leonard's like, well, maybe six to eight hours, um, or nine. And, um, so she's like, are all these drills this intense? And he said, no, councilman jam requested this be hard. We want to go all through the ringer. Um, and so now jam is messing it up. He holds up a sign that says your move. Um, and, uh, he's doing this on purpose to, uh, sink Leslie's efforts to raise these funds. Jam is the actual worst. Um, and so Leslie is going to destroy the town so that the drill will end. Um, and Genius. so, yeah, she's Just going Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> That's right. Change the um, game. Yeah. All together. Like she knows like this is a drill. It doesn't really matter. But for Leslie, losing, and they, failed, they failed how many times? Every time. Every time. So one more time won't hurt. But Leslie knows that uh, like like losing is something that's really hard for her. So this is a growth moment for Leslie to say like, it's okay if I lose this because I want to win something more important. Uh, and so being able to identify the, the priorities in her life is something that Leslie has always struggled with. She's so, growing. Yeah, we're getting a growth moment here. I'm super proud of her. Um, and so uh, Leslie asks how much flu vaccine do the, the hospital still have and, and says 2,000 people just flush it all down the toilet. And then she talks to Chief Fugelberg, um, find all the infected birds in the area and perform CPR on them. Uh, and the chief's like, won't they become infected? And it's like, yeah, so we're going to have to take. Uh, <laughs> so now we're trying to save all the birds. Um, and, the, risk, uh, the risk we're going to take. Oh, dumb and dumber. When they're like, we gave him a, a uh, when he has the body armor at the end, when Lloyd yeah, or right. uh, Harry. Yeah. And they're like, well, what if he shot him in the face? Like, that was a risk we were willing to take. <laughs> Yeah, what if he shot me in the in face? face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Harry, you're alive. <laughs> a terrible shot. Oh, man, I love that movie so much. Uh, such a good movie. Um, 
<laughs> so <laughs> Leslie, I gotta get back on this. <laughs> Leslie uh, kicks it up a notch to have a tornado quake. Um, and uh, yeah, so everything's going bad. And then cut back to Pawnee today. Ron is taking another call uh, and he's asked about uh, a Yorkshire Terrier that chewed up the legs on the table. He said, well, take a walnut, rub it into the legs of your table, mask all the scratches. Next thing you want to do is ditch the Terrier and get yourself a proper dog. Any dog under 50 pounds is a cat and cats are pointless. Come to the gala. <laughs> Next caller. And then he talks like, so then we just get this montage where he's talking. He, he's just answering things. So grapes of wrath, chocolate chip ice cream and Johnny cash. So those are favorite things. Doesn't trust banks. They're all Ponzi schemes and gets back to his business uh, requirement of whatever happened to have. I have some apples. Would you like them? Yes. Thank you. That's as complicated as it should be to open a business in this country. Um, and then the three movies he's seen in his life, bridge over river Kwai, Patton and Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, so then we cut back to the command center. Um, and Chris says, that's a wrap. Pony's dead. <laughs> including councilman jam. Um, and, uh, yeah, so everybody's dead and, uh, and says, it says right here, you're dead. So is everyone you care about. And jam's response is jokes on you. I don't have anyone I care about. No. <laughs> um, and so, uh, it, Leonard says, this is bad. This is Fort Wayne bad, <laughs> which like, I would love to see that. <laughs> what, what happened in Fort Wayne? <laughs> oh, Fort Wayne. Yeah, then, this is Fort Wayne bad. Yeah, do you mean the 1913 flood that caused seven deaths, left 15,000 homeless, and damaged over 5,500 buildings in the worst natural disaster in the city's history? That Fort Wayne? Is that what he's talking about? I, I think so. Okay, pretty, well, pretty, good. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fort Wayne's pretty amazing. They also, they also, or it could have been when the Fort Wayne Pistons moved to Detroit in 1957. Wait, what? Yeah. Fort Wayne. You're telling me the Detroit Pistons came from Fort Wayne? Yeah, they were an ABA team, the Fort Wayne Pistons before oh, the NBA merger. Goodness. Yeah. I did not know that. Did you also know that Fort Wayne uh, innovations and inventions such as the gasoline pump, the refrigerator, and the very first home video game console came out of Fort Wayne? I did not know that either. Yeah. Do you know what the very first uh, video game console was? That's right. It was the Magnavox Odyssey. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It was released in September 1972. So there you go. But wow. that's pro that's probably what he was talking about. Is all I'm yeah. saying. This has been this day in geography. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, cool. All that happened. Um, so, yeah. So Leslie is uh, bummed that everything like failed, but also like, hey, we're out of here. Everyone, see everyone at the gala, and looks at Jam and says, "I will see you in hell." Uh, <laughs> Which always is funny because like that means she's going to hell. I guess, but nope is like it's too late nope that lot is mine and she's leaving she's like i can't hear you i'm a ghost and jeremy's like well well i'm a ghost too you just got joke ghost jam <laughs> and he does this little like sour face like <laughs> recoil yeah uh so then cut to the gala everybody is all dressed up and ready to go and uh jerry's like we got all the way to muncie before we realized it was just a drill <laughs> i mean you could have called me and tom's like well no one had your number <laughs> oh but Tom wouldn't have known that Jerry took off because Tom was off doing his own thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, sure, he, he can't be held responsible. It's it's Donna and Ann and Ben and Ron who just let, let Jerry go. <laughs> so um, and so, yeah, so everything's good to go. Everything's happening. Um, and uh, and so they get there and they uh, less like, how did you do all the get all this food? Tom is like, well, 
instead of going to the fancy places, I went to the other Punch Burgers competitors and got all the fast food places to donate food. And it's, you know, not super fancy for a gala, but, you know, it's what it is. And Leslie's like, I love it. Um, and, you know, also it's, it will win over all of our ample citizens. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, Ben talks about how Ron just w- did great on Joan's show. Um, and, he, and Ron's just like, I helped a child perform a tracheotomy on his elderly uncle. <laughs> it's been a very rewarding day. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so all of the things turned around from what was going to be a disaster to like a great success, good benefit. Um, and great at, success. The ben- at the benefit, uh, Chris talks to Chief Fugelberg um, and he says, hey, that's your friend Andy over there, right? And uh, and Chris like, oh, did he fail? He's like, no, he got 100% on the written but he failed his personality exam. Uh, he's a sweet kid, just doesn't have what it takes to be a cop. And uh, Chris is uh, is bummed. Um, and uh, they could, and, and and the chief says we could use his brains on the force, uh, <laughs> which I don't know how, but apparently his memory device of uh, salt shakers and batteries is what you need for good police work. Um, and as we it cuts to Andy and April, and Andy's trying to show April different police holds that will keep the person from being able to attack the officer. And every time Andy's able to hit or April's able to hit him. Um, and he's like, but if I had my gun, you would think twice about hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then, uh, they, Leslie gets up and announces they reached their fundraising goal, which is awesome. And, uh, everybody was so helpful. Um, and, uh, and she says no one achieves anything alone, which is absolutely true. Yeah. We need us. And so then she has Pawnee, it's the greatest band play, it's Mouse Rat, and they have changed the words of the pit to a park. Uh, So uh, they're going to build a park. It's not built yet, but soon there will be a park. Uh, Those are the lyrics. Um, And so, um, yeah, so Leslie, uh, Anne brought Leonard to see the gala because she wanted him to see why Leslie tanked the drill. Um, And, you know, Leslie would have passed it. No problem. And Leonard's like, I believe you Maybe I'll come back in a month or so. And then asks, um, Leonard, have you ever thought about being a sperm donor? <laughs> uh, so we don't want to forget that, that thread of the story of Anne's life. So bring it in here. Uh, and he just says, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm impotent. <laughs> I don't need to know that. And she walks away. Um, and so Leslie and Ben are like, man, this has been so great. And, um, this is the best present ever. I wish we were getting married tonight. And Ben's like, well, why don't we then? All our friends are here. It's black tie, got food, entertainment. You wanted to invite the whole town. Let's get married tonight. It's a good point. Boom. And way cheaper. Yeah. They didn't even actually have to pay for anything. The city paid for it. Genius. Probably is illegal. Conflict of interest? <laughs> probably. So uh, it's a boondoggle. Um, and so the, the credit scene is one of Leslie's um, videos from her game DVD. <laughs> so about the earthquake um and uh at the end my favorite part of the end is uh the credits are rolling and she's singing the news theme song she's <laughs> yeah. humming it and all the credits are everything is leslie nope so <laughs> and and the last the reporter's name is jessica were rabbit <laughs> rabbit <laughs> jessica rabbit well rabbit <laughs> yeah she has a w uh, in the front <laughs> yeah so so great so great um yeah anything else that we need to highlight from this episode jeremy Oh, I don't think so. Not that I, not that I saw. Um, yeah, I think the next episode is the correspondence lunch. 
this episode did get a 9.2 on IMDb, and rightfully so. This is this is a fantastic episode. I in my agree. In my opinion. And it's only half of the episode. There's more to come. So uh, next week, when we talk about that episode, we'll see what happens at the rest of this gala. Do Ben and Leslie get married? <sighs> yes, do. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Does somebody get punched? Also true. I like this. Now, now we could just end every episode on... Uh, <laughs> trivia wait what are you looking at you said it got a 9.2 i'm looking at emergency response it has an 8.6 oh i was on the next one shoot come you're on right. man i know i'm the unreliable computer guy now yeah you're the guy in a like a adjustable at a standing desk you're not even the guy in the chair anymore <laughs> so all right well we should wrap this up because as we said we do have a half day for our children and they might be released at any minute <laughs> we never know. <laughs> so that's the real emergency preparedness. So, all right. Well, listener, if you have some memory tips, uh, please uh, email us. Um, it's uh, what is it? Uh, so then I have to redact that because I was looking at the wrong thing because emergency response. Yeah, is was on Valentine's Day, February 14th. Leslie and Ben is the second half was a week later, but then it was a double episode. The correspondence lunch was on that same day as as leslie and ben the second part of the of the two-parter so just before everyone everybody emails in we just get inundated with this was not the right day it's mm -hmm. i've now at the end like it's the next issue and i've got that little redact bit you know area mm -hmm. done yeah. okay Good. we regret the error that you have not heard yet but as you're listening <laughs> to this you have heard it there you go. So, Thanks, right. Bird. All right. Well, then I'll, I'll talk to you next week. All right. We should stop. All right. Oh. I'll talk to you later, Jeremy. <laughs> Bye.